Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Last weekend, the east coast of Australia was hit with a very heavy downpour. Days of torrential downpours have overwhelmed the city, swallowing suburbs whole as rivers broke their banks, triggering some of the worst flooding seen in decades. On the east coast, record-breaking rain is bucketing down, triggering flash flooding, inundating properties and creating mayhem for drivers. It's rain we've been praying for. Desperate farmers, exhausted firefighters, Aussies who haven't seen a drop of it in years welcomed it with open arms. But is it enough to break a drought? Is it enough to extinguish bushfires? Is it enough full stop? Today, we find out where Australia's at right now in the face of fires, floods and drought. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. Between 9am last Friday and 5pm Sunday, Sydney, the central coast of New South Wales and the Blue Mountains received between 200 and 400 millimetres of rain. Some areas along the coast copped up to 700 millimetres, sending water coursing through dry creeks and riverbeds that hadn't seen a drop of the wet stuff in years. Reservoir levels that have been dropping inch by inch in the long dry summer months filled up to near 70% capacity. Up in Queensland, Coolangatta received 200 millimetres in just 24 hours, Brisbane 220, and the Gold Coast scored triple their average rainfall in seven days. Some areas like Curran Cove drenched under 400 millimetres of rain. Victoria, which has also had a devastating fire season, saw the tail end of that storm, some areas receiving up to 60 millimetres. Farmers took to the internet to share their joy. And look at it, it's still raining and there's a big pressure system coming through. So it looks like it's going to be a really wet weekend, which is great news for us. And that's really good news for all the farmers here in New South Wales and in fact, the rest of Australia as well. So keep sending it down, Huey, because we love this weather. We love this rain. The cows love it. The feed love it. So let's get on with it and let's end this drought once and for all. With the Bureau of Meteorology last month releasing the 2019 annual climate statement showing that last year was the warmest and driest on record, the heaviest rainfall for the New South Wales regions in nearly 20 years was more than welcome. But is it enough to break the drought or extinguish these unprecedented bushfires? Fiona Simpson is the president of the National Farmers Federation, who herself runs a cattle and broadacre farming property on the Liverpool Plains in New South Wales. Fiona, first questions first, did you guys get some of that rain? (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, we've had some lovely rain. And I think over the last couple of days, we've probably picked up 40 or 50 millimetres on top of some smaller falls last week. So we're feeling blessed. The countryside is just absolutely fresh and beautiful. And there's a bit of a spring in our step. Can you talk to me about what that does to your morale. I mean, obviously seeing green in places where it hasn't been green for a really long time must do something to you psychologically, but also there's got to be people who are not in as lucky a position as you are who haven't seen any of this rain. What's it like for morale amongst farmers right now? I think the fact that it has rained and rained so widely, the fact that we're recording some really, really big falls in many areas gives people hope, whether they're under the showers and the storms or whether they're not, that it actually can rain again. And, you know, when you haven't had rain, and we're talking about some of these areas who haven't had decent prolonged rain for literally years, then that sort of experience and being able to see the rain and smell the rain and feel the rain and know that there's such big falls around, it just makes you feel like there's hope. So I think even though there are people who are missing out, some of them are on the on the fringes of these sorts of events and some of them are missing out pretty much altogether, I think for them to, their morale's boosted a little bit as well. It feels different in the air. It's a bit more humid. You can see sort of massive clouds moving around. There's a lot more hope out there in rural and regional Australia at the moment with these latest events. What does it look like for, and I mean, I know there's so many different types of farms around this country, but what does it look like right now? It's still summer, so can anything be planted now or do we have to wait for winter to arrive to take advantage of this rain? Are we looking at restocking cattle stations that have had to sell off stock over this drought period? What does it look like when rain comes in? So it's really early days, yeah, that's the first thing I'd say. The soil and the ground is so, so, so dry. It's going to take a lot of rain, the same amount as we've had over the last few days, perhaps again and again, to actually fill up the ground and fill up our soils and fill up our groundwater and fill up our rivers and fill up all our storages. But even in the short term, you know, what we've had now does actually fill up dams. It fills up people who are depending on farm dams for their cattle or their sheep. There's runoff. A lot of the rains fell heavily enough to be running off a little bit. It fills up, more importantly, too, farm water tanks. So people on farms overwhelmingly depend on tank water, rainwater for their drinking and their washing and everything. And if you've been in drought for a few years, and some of these people have been in drought for seven or more years, Claire, then they've been depending on trucked in water or bottled water or going to town to do their washing. So to be able to actually fill up all your house water tanks, to have some fresh water to wash in, to drink, that just makes a huge difference too. It's way too early yet. I think people are, if they've had a few rainfall events over the last month or so, maybe they're looking at their growth in their farms and grass again and whether or not they can bring in some more stock. But it won't be a quick process. There's not a lot around. And in terms of farming, you know, it's still probably a few months out yet before we'd think of sowing what we call winter crop, which is wheat and, and, and barley and chickpeas and things. But needs a lot more rainfall and a lot more moisture in the ground yet too before people would take a punt on that. What's the conversation been like about whether we are very wary or optimistic about saying that this might be drought-breaking times. Is this part of the discussion or are we just avoiding talking about that until we know for sure that this is a broken drought? 
overwhelmingly wary. We think it's a great rainfall time, but to break a drought like the one that we've had, to fill up all the soils and the earth again, to fill up and to get everything going again, and in some of these small rural and regional communities, it's going to take a long time. So not saying drought breaking yet, and certainly it hasn't been all over the place. We see drought at the moment up north, down in Tasmania, parts of South Australia, people and stock completely moved off these lands. Further west towards Broken Hill, some of those areas still haven't had the widespread rains that others further east have. So we have to be really cautious about that. And whilst people are just so grateful for the rain they've had and and welcoming it, and it's been such a huge relief, very wary about saying that these are drought-breaking rains. Well, that's the reality of life for our farmers right now. But what about the rest of Australia? Professor Jeanette Lindsay is a climatologist based at the Australian National University's Fenner School of Environment and Society in Canberra. Professor, let's start with the fires across Queensland, New South Wales and Victoria. Some of these have been burning for months. Was this rain event enough to put them all out? Are there still some burning? There are some fires that are still burning. What's happened is that there's been enough rain in some areas to put out the fires, but in other areas, while there has been some rain, it hasn't been quite sufficient to completely extinguish the fires. You know, there's logs that have burnt and there's just a little bit of fire left inside and, you know, those sorts of things. So it actually can take quite a lot of rain to completely put out these big fires. That seemed like quite a lot of rain, though. How much rain do we need to end these bushfires? I guess we need continuing rain. It's a bit like trying to get enough rain to break a drought. Having good rain for just a short period of time or having a really good downpour in a single storm is not enough to break a long-running drought. And so some of the rainfall that we've had around the place has not been enough to put out all of those fires. They are hopeful, though, that... Pretty much all of them are likely to be extinguished, at least in New South Wales, by the time we get to the end of this wet period this week. Well, you mentioned breaking the drought just before. How mm. how are we looking as far as that goes? I know we've spoken to a farmer who said that they've got a bit of hope, but they're not talking about drought breaking just yet. Are you in the same boat? Are we on the way to breaking this drought or should we be being cautious about saying that? I think we should be cautious. So again, there are different circumstances in different places. Along the southeast coast of Australia, so around Sydney, for example, there's been a lot of rain and that rain has extended up into the Sydney catchment area. And I understand that the dams are now considerably fuller than they were. There was a figure of, I think, 62% that Warragamba Dam had gone up to. And that's really great. But then there are other areas where farm dams have been topped up a bit, might even be overflowing, and that's great. But what we need is to get enough rain that it penetrates the surface, it really saturates the surface layer of soil and vegetation, and then it gets down below that level. And that's what takes more rain over longer periods of time. And it's not necessarily about heavy rain. It's more about the moderate to light rain that is followed up repeatedly with more and more. I've heard people talking about a green drought, and that's an interesting concept too. You know, that relates to the fact that we get a bit of rain and you get a flush of green, you know, everything starts growing a little bit and it it looks hopeful, but then you get another week or two of really high temperatures and no rain to follow up and it all shrivels again and dries out. So the bushfire threat is not over yet. The drought is not over yet. Can we talk about climate change for a moment? And we know that these kind of rain events 
aren't usual in our lifetimes anyway. Mm. Is this all part of the climate change cycle at the moment? Is the drought what causes floods because the ground is so dry and the water is rushing? Is this all Mm. linked together with a bigger picture of climate change? What is unusual and what is very much related to global heating is that we are seeing all of these events happening more or less at the same time, the increased frequency of these events and their severity. And when you put everything together, the picture that we have with the early start to the fire season, the long running and very severe drought, therefore lack of rainfall, when we do get rain, we tend to get heavier rainfall in storm events rather than the lighter or more moderate rainfall. All of those things are exactly what you expect to have happen under a global heating scenario when we have a warmer world, a warmer atmosphere with more evaporated moisture in it, more energy in that atmosphere to drive storms, that sort of thing. So yes, indeed, this is tied to global heating. There's no doubt about that. So was this rain enough to break the drought? No. Was it enough to put out all the fires? No. But it was enough to give us some hope. Hope that these are goals for the not-too-distant future. That's all for The Quickie today. Thanks to our producer, Melanie Tate, and audio production whiz, Ian Camilleri. If you want us to follow up a news story in more detail, you can send us an email, thequickie at mamamia.com.au, or hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook.